Previously on Newsbreak, Lotus FM. If you look at the performance of the ISP in the by-elections, we can expect a better performance than 4.2%. And remember, in 2016 also, the performance of the ISP may have been affected by the fact that the NSP didn't participate in the elections in 2016, in the local government elections. But of course, Belen is is a very credible person. There was often a concern, especially when parties were built around a singular figure like the way the minority front was built around the late uh, Mr. Raj Bansi and the way in which the IFP was built around Prince Mangasutu Butelezi that when there was a changing of the guard that there could be a possible fallout in terms of support. You've described Velenkosi Shlabisa as a very credible leader. Do you think he's really going to have that pull with the electorate come this election? The IFP of course has been um, defined around Velenkosi Mangasutu Butelezi. But remember also that also affirmed We didn't see any fallout within the IFP when Belen took office. Also, the IFP has kept as their emeritus leader of, of the party. So in other words, is still there and Belen has not caused any big stare in the IFP. So I don't foresee any decline in their performance based on the leadership. You mentioned that the concern around a lot of the manifestos that we've been hearing is that it's built around the failures of the ANC. Mm. Now, the IFP has said already that they've been engaging with communities. They have a 10-point plan that has basically become the base of their manifesto that they're going to be launching. What would you like to hear specifically from this party as to how they will address issues at a local government level? If you look at the manifestos, like I said earlier, I have read and listened to the three manifestos that have been delivered in the past few days. The ISP will not bring anything new. Even if you look at their 2016 uh, manifesto, the jobs, women, and the clean government, and all those kinds of things, I still they will still bring those, because those have not yet been achieved. The issue of corruption as well. And those have been the major weaknesses that have been put forward for the ANC. So I think the IFP will go along those lines. However, what I think the IFP will not do, the IFP will not, in their manifesto, they will not include things that are not in the jurisdiction of the local government, like talking about issues of changing taxes and those kinds of things. I don't think the IFP will go that route because the IFP has the experience of both provincial and local government. government. In terms of the IFP's growth within communities, one of the things that we've noted is that particularly during the July unrest, the IFP was very vociferous about where it stood with regards to the South African Indian community. And in KwaZulu-Natal, this community is often touted as being a kingmaker vote. Do you think that we're likely to see a wider support from this particular group, especially if we consider even the, the last election, the IFP launched their manifesto in Chatsworth at that time? In Chatsworth, yes. yes. During the last unrest in July, the IFP was not only vocal about the Indian community, the ISP was vocal against the whole unrest and looting. The ISP was very vocal about that. The ISP has always been cozy to the Indian community. That is why, like you say, in the previous election, the manifesto was launched in uh, in Chatsworth. The Indian vote can go either way, but there's no animosity between the ISP and the Indian community. That's all I can say. News break. Lotus FM. 
powered by SABC News.